Hello, beautiful people. Welcome, or welcome back to the Faith Relations Podcast. My name is Annette Pitten. I'm your host. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode um, that you'll be hearing from my beautiful friend, Meredith. Um, and it's just such a good uh, look into how we can evolve as we grow older. Um, and if you have a story, any story, which I know you do, um, let's connect. DM me at our Instagram at Faith Relations so that I can get you uh, on the list to have an interview with you or a conversation with you, really, um, so that uh, we can all hear your story and your relation to faith and kind of your journey to faith. So let's do it. And uh, on the Instagram, every time I post a podcast, I kind of leave it an open-ended question so that we can converse. So uh, yeah, join the conversation and and uh, give me your two cents because I know you have many cents to give. <laughs> oh man, today's episode with my friend Meredith is so good. Um, she is just one of the kindest souls. Um, she is a Texas grown and um, just such a testament about uh, kind of growth as you as you go on in life and. Um, she tells her story so well, so I'm very excited about that. Um, it's such a good story. It's such a good, uh, journey. And, uh, I did want to talk about something that, um, I learned between the time that I recorded this video, this, uh, podcast with her and the time that I'm posting it. (laughs) Okay. So in between there, um, I learned something about the word Pharisees, right? And I want to talk about that before we get into the episode because I laughed so hard when she was expressing herself because been there, done that. I know exactly where she's coming from and just even recognizing that moment that she recognized and kind of going back and thinking about it um, just makes me laugh because uh, otherwise I would cry, right? (laughs) So, um... So, as of late, um, I've been watching a lot of um, kind of progressive Christian um, people on TikTok and Instagram and and whatnot, and just learning a lot. And one of the one of the things I learned about the way that we are taught about Pharisees growing up in a Christian household in a Christian church, um, it's almost like a swear word. Or like it's almost derogatory and you know when you call someone a Pharisee I even used this recently in a Facebook post about um, kind of people being hypocritical Um, and as a Christian you know if you're calling someone a Pharisee that's basically what it is you're calling them a hypocrite Um, but it just stings harder because it's you know it's your it's a biblical term so um, that's that is what exactly she was trying to express uh just kind of the hypocrisy of ourselves and uh realizing that within herself and um going back and and uh kind of exploring that and i have been there i have gone back to see who i was and realize how hypocritical i was about the things that i felt um 
and it, it just made me belly laugh because gosh it's just it's the worst feeling to go back and to like see that and um I just related to her deeply but realizing that this word Pharisee when you go back and you actually look at it um it just it was one of the um kind of like the teachers the scribes of that time and um there was bad apples right just like um you know there are bad apples in the police force but people don't want the police disbanded right because there are a lot of good cops and um you know it's necessary to keep crime down and whatnot um or you wouldn't say that mexicans are rapists and murderers because (laughs) someone said that that's what mexico sends over to the united states right um you wouldn't say black people are lazy because someone says um you know a lot of black people are on welfare this none of those things are fair and they are not the true uh, definition of those specific people groups same thing with a pharisee um there were stories of pharisees in the bible and those specific people were being hypocritical just like uh, many of the jews i'm sure were at the time many of the early christians were at the time which is why there are so many letters um being written to the early church um and so it's just one of those things that is derogatory and we just shouldn't use anymore if we're trying to grow and be better humans so that's what i'm gonna preface (laughs) this episode with uh and i wish i had known earlier in my life sooner much sooner um and it's definitely not just it's not something that i can just take out of my vocabulary either it's gonna take you know some practice self-control and whatnot um because it's almost like second nature to use it um but i was a frequent user of the n-word stop doing that too so uh that'll be (laughs) this will be fine uh i i can use the word hypocrite easy uh so that's that (laughs) thank you for listening to my ted talk uh we'll get on with the episode now uh this is my friend my wonderful 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 friend meredith um and her relation to faith Hi, Annette. <laughs> How you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good? Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for being on the podcast with me. I appreciate you so much. Oh, I appreciate you, and I am so ba- honored to be here. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. So to start out with, let's tell people a little bit about Meredith. What do you What do you do? What do you like? All that stuff. Well, I am a youth director at a Methodist church um, in St. Augustine. And I have been there for almost, 
a year and a half um, where I started um, six months before the pandemic. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've been trying to find my rhythm in my first like ever big girl job um, while trying to minister to um, the youth of America or in (laughs) my case, the youth of St. Augustine. Yeah. Um, I like making pies. Yeah, and you do them very well. Thank you. Thank you. I don't think I've ever tried one of your pies, but they look just stunning. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So they must taste amazing, too. Sometimes they do. It depends on, you know, how the fruit is feeling that day. I gotcha. Um, I love going to the movies. So since the Mm. pandemic hit, that's been super sad for me of not being able to go and, you know, watch a new movie on like a big screen. It's been a loss for for sure. Yeah. Oh, Um, man, that sucks. Yeah. So, and, um, you know, I love Jesus. That's about it. That's (laughs) amazing. Amazing. I love that. Um, Yeah. Great. <laughs> so, uh, what's one of the most exciting things about what, what, let me rephrase. What are you most excited about these days? Ooh, what a good question. Mm. Oh, man, you know, um, I was reading a Henry Nowen book last night. Um, and he was okay. talking about joy, um, which Ooh. I think is so ironic and like a God wink of, uh, mm. next Sunday in Advent is joy. Um, wow. Yeah. And I was like, how, <laughs> how do you do Jesus? <laughs> Look at you lining up with weird. Yeah. Just scary weird. Yeah. And, yeah. um, just talking about, um, you know, it's, I feel like very hard for humans in general to just talk about yeah joy because yeah um when we are joyful we're not like really um acknowledging it but when we're yeah. filled with anxiety or mm. like things we feel like we're in the trenches like we really want to talk about that and there's so yeah. many like sermons that I've um heard that are about anxiety and depression and all those things yeah and people want to hear about that because we we know that pain very well Yeah. Henry was saying, you know, when it comes to joy, like we don't know how to talk about it because we aren't aware of when we're having it because it comes so Mm. naturally and organically. Um, Yeah. So right now, the thing that I am finding joy in is um, I have Fridays off and that is um, the day of when I go thrifting. Yes, I do it by myself and I actually really enjoy doing it by myself. Um, and it's kind of like my alone time, even if I, even if I don't end up buying anything, um, you know, I get to look at things and just kind of sit in some quiet, um, cause not a lot of people are there. Um, right. And then also, um, just getting to see, um, the, um, students that are in my youth group, I get to see them on Wednesdays and we started meeting again. Mm Um, in October in person. Yeah. And, um, uh, so we were with them last night and they just, you know, they say the funniest things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the greatest stories have come from your students. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So funny. 
six <laughs> not knowing when I call them, I'll be like, so-and-so you're the real MVP. And they go, and this student said, what does MVP stand for? So funny. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. <laughs> we're gonna- but you know, what's crazy. I feel like that phrase is like after our generation, that was something like we had to learn while when we were older. Mm-hmm. That wasn't necessarily something we said when we were in middle school right. ourselves, you know? Right. But it's just so funny how even things that we had to learn, you know, that were, like, cool or whatever when we weren't cool anymore mm-hmm. are no longer even a thing. Yeah. Now there's all this new stuff that is just constantly evolving. Oh, yeah. the, the TikTok <laughs> language that I do not, yeah. I do not know. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, like, the other day, one of my sixth graders, I asked if he carpooled. Which I already knew the answer, but I was just thinking. Right. Him. And he goes, what's, what's that mean? What's carpooling? <laughs> so then we, we had to go through that. It's just so funny, like, me describing things that I assume that they know. Right, they right. And then vice versa. Yeah. Like, they'll tell me something related to TikTok, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. what's that? It's a whole world in and of itself, yeah. Yeah. So they keep me That's on my great. toes, and... I enjoy it. And then I get to tell all of my friends the crazy things they yeah. say. Yes. <laughs> and it's a joy. Yes, it, is. it is a joy. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, tell me something that you um, are kind of loving right now, something you're reading or listening to or um, whatever, yeah. something that you, you're loving. For sure. Um, I am listening to uh, Taylor Swift's Folklore. A lot. Oh, um, loving it. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Fantastic. And um, that's great. Uh, so yeah, listening to that a lot. Also, she just said today that she's like dropping more songs tonight at midnight. So good. Goodness gracious. For that. Wait. So I'm I'm not a Swifty. I know. Throw me in the trash. <laughs> but um, is that a new album? Folk- yes. Folklore? So she created oh, okay. it like during quarantine. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So it, it cool. has some good, like, melancholy tracks that, you know. Mm, yeah, that everybody's, like, relating yeah, to Yeah, right for now. sure. Sometimes yeah. you just want to sit in your closet and cry alone listening to Taylor Swift. Yeah. This is adulting. Got- <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do yes. it. I don't know if it's right. I don't know Amazing. if it's wrong, but it feels so right. It just feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, that's hilarious. Um, and then the book I'm reading is the book that I already mentioned. Um, it's yeah. called Following Jesus uh, by Henry Nowen, mm-hmm. and I think the nice. subtext is like um, finding anxiety and something something. I can't remember. I should know. I've been slowly mm-hmm. reading this book, but um, it's. It's fine. Yeah, but you've you've given enough details to for us to right find exactly it. following Jesus and yeah. uh, one of my best friends, Sarah Horgan. She actually designed the um, jacket cover for this book. Oh, um, that's so yeah. Cool. At the very back, um, in the inside of the jacket, it says um, "designed by Sarah Horgan." That is so cool. Uh, yeah. So I've been really wow. loving 
that also I'm just a huge Nowen fan. Um, we read a yeah. lot of him and you know this. Um, I read mm-hmm. a lot of him in my youth ministry classes at Flagler and mm-hmm. and just fully in love with his words and just how he finds Je- finds Jesus and like the small things. Yeah, yeah. Such a beautiful thing for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um I had a conversation with someone and by this point I think everybody would have heard it but um they were saying like they're finding Jesus and God in like nature Mm -hmm. and you know kind of expanding on the kind of box that that Jesus was put Mm -hmm. in, in in their childhood and it's such a beautiful thing to be able to like just like open your eyes to see where Jesus can be right um it really changes your perspective on life yeah I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Amazing. Don't put people in boxes. Oh, Don't do it. Girl, not, especially not Jesus. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, so, so let's get into your story. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Ooh, huh? Yes. <sighs> so tell me where your relationship with faith began. So, um, I grew up in a Christian household. So both of my parents, okay. Um, already knew Jesus. Um, so from birth, you were already, I was already kind of yeah immersed. in that bubble. Um, gotcha. So grew up going to Sunday school. Um, we went to a non-denominational church, um, mm-hmm. called Grace Bible and College Station. Um, okay. which was really great. Um, and then I accepted Jesus when I was four years old. So Wow. Young. Adorable. And I still oh remember because you know, when you're when I was younger, things were very black and white to me. So when I yeah. you know am hearing on Sundays and then on like mom's day out and all these things of there's this man named Jesus mm-hmm. and he loves you and he died for you. Um yeah. it's so simple. And I was like, Yeah, for sure. I want Jesus in my heart. Easy. Um Yeah. So right. easy. So I vividly remember me. And I think, like, I guess during Sunday school, they had showed us, like, here is how <laughs> you ask Jesus into your heart. And I remember that's yeah, cute. getting on my knees um, next to my bed, you know, putting my hands together and asking Jesus if he would live in my heart. And That is so yep. cute. I can't even imagine little baby four-year-old Meredith oh, yeah. just being so adorable yes. and yes. There, if there was a video of that, it would go viral because I'm sure that would have been the cutest thing ever. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. And um, so yeah, so from very early on, um, accepted Jesus, and um, mm-hmm. then I would say um, when late elementary, middle school came. That's when we weren't yeah. going to um, to school. We weren't going to church <laughs> as much. Um, we were almost okay. Christ Easter's where we went on Christmas. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Went on Easter. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah. And that was just right. because I think it's so easy to, um, especially both of my parents, they worked very hard at their jobs and they were getting, you know, mm-hmm. kind of in the meat and potatoes of their career at the time. And, yeah, you know, yeah the devil really likes to sneak into your ear and Sunday mornings tell you you're really tired. You're exhausted. You should just stay in your bed. 
Yeah. And that's what he wants us to do. <laughs> and right, so right. I would say from like, uh, 12 to 16, I was just stuck in lukewarm Christianity, um, knew mm. Jesus was there, knew he loved me, knew he died for me, but that didn't bleed into my everyday life. Um, so, mm. um, which I think, and you've heard me say this before, but especially in Texas where I grew up, lukewarm, yeah. Christian- yeah. lukewarm Christianity is alive and well. And there are so many people from my experience of watching others who they just, they're just stuck in the motions of like, yeah, I believe in God. Well, yeah, so do the demons. Demons believe in God (laughs) and they shudder. Yeah. Because they know that he is real. Yeah. And so anyway, so stuck in that. And then when I was 16, Um, one of my friends and my teammates on dance team, um, she got killed in a car wreck and, you know, when I was a teenager and that's also, um, side note when twilight was really popular. And so I had a very, you know, Uh I had a very, like, I'm going to live forever kind of mentality. Yeah. I'm going to die when I am super old and have lived my life. Yeah. And so yeah. when that happened and, um, I had only had my license myself for, I think maybe a year, maybe less than a year. And yeah. um, so that was very real for me. And I remember thinking if I were to die today, am I going to go to heaven? I don't think so. Um, so it yeah. was a very wow. come to Jesus moment. And I remember thinking, mm. Like, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, I am going to be a Christian. And if I'm not going to, I'm going to do something else. Um, Yeah. And so that was huge in my faith walk of just me realizing that we are, we're dust here on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Vapor. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, then until uh, college, I was a Pharisee. And... (laughs) Um, very judgmental please okay i was just gonna say please expand on what that means Um, i was just very like um judgmental with my peers um like Mm. not i did not give grace to others um and i (laughs) i was just very like hot and cold and someone who yeah. I knew was like a Christian at school, I would, I would like yeah. call them out, but like, it wasn't my Ooh. job of course to be calling them out on these things yeah. of like, um, right. Hey, you have sex. <laughs> Why do you? I remember having a conversation <laughs> with someone, but I thought you were a Christian, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Right. Which is Ooh. a hard pill for me to swallow and look back on, you know, my, my 16 yeah, to 19 self. And- but I think that we can give, we can also give that Meredith some mm-hmm. grace because that is, that's the culture yeah. Yeah. of Christianity. Sure. That's what you're taught is right. And it's okay. And it's, it's biblical to do those things. So, you know, obviously it's good that like, you know, you are where you are, but we definitely can extend some grace to right. her. Yeah. For, for you know. sure. For sure. Yeah. 
Um, but so then I, God knew what he was doing and he was like, I'm going to send <laughs> Meredith to a lib- liberal arts college in Northern Florida. And I'm, I'm going to give her a big slice of humble pie real quick. <laughs> and, you know, yes, Lord. Honestly, that is just what I needed. Like, right. he really knows. So, so what do you, what do you think? Like, um, more like realistically, what what humbled you? I think it was. So I had three roommates my freshman year at the yeah. time, mm-hmm. and um, you know, not all of us were Christians. Not all, not all of us thought mm-hmm. the same when it comes to politics or mm-hmm. just. I mean, I was mm, very, very mm. far right conservative when I started college. Yeah. Um, and I remember yeah. like hearing um, from my roommates of just things that they thought about in the world and in politics and all that kind of stuff. And I already had so much love for them of like, these are my roommates. Mm. We're literally living in the same box together. And I think I just yeah. also really thought about um, the impact of my words. Like if I were to just mm. call these people out that I've only known for, you know, a week, um, kind of what would, yeah. do how would this make them feel? Ooh. And then, so I was, so I learned how to like hold my tongue. Like when I felt like the urge to say something like very abruptly and then right. really thought about, is this going to, uh, be, loving or helpful to this person and a lot of yeah. things at the time I was thinking they're not they're going to be judgmental and be hurtful yeah yeah wow I never got that impression <gasps> from you <laughs> ever ever no I really don't think so I mean obviously we I mean we were very much in a very similar yeah. mindset so maybe I just never got that like I I had no reason to get that side of you, but I, I, I would have never thought that you were like inside, like thinking like, Oh my gosh, I need to tell these (laughs) girls that they're doing things because like their eternity is on the line. No, no joke. (laughs) That is what I was thinking. Like, yeah, no, I a hundred percent. I feel you. I feel you so like so hard. I've been there. I've yeah. been there. Yep. That is so funny. So so going from, you know, those those mm-hmm. roommates, those experiences, did things just continue on that like same path where more and more of like the way you would feel about things are changing or Yeah, I would say like the rest of my like college experience, the words that are popping up in my mm-hmm. mind right now are grace and healing. Yeah. Uh, there was wow. a lot of stuff that went on in like high school um, that I needed healing from. Um, like I know mm-hmm. I've shared this with you, but when I was in high school yeah. and even early college, like I had an eating disorder um, and yeah. the like, so my mental health wasn't good. I never got diagnosed mm-hmm. or to the point where I needed to be hospitalized. But if I would yeah. not have come to Flagler, I 
stayed in Texas, I stayed in that environment, I truly think that I would have really hit rock bottom and caught, um, you know, severe damage to my body. Um, so again, God knew what he was doing, um, with that. And then, right. um, I <laughs> yeah. had also just spiritual healing, you know, of God, you know, giving mm. me that humble mm-hmm. pie and, you know, saying like, yeah, your job is to love on people, be empathetic mm. um, and yeah. not be the, you know, hard knocks Pharisee. That's not what I want for you. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, I think that continues so, on. That's. Yeah. That's beautiful. Honestly, like that is incredible. And so could you expand a little bit on how, how you healed and if that relates to Mm -hmm, your faith? mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, in the first, um, youth ministry class that I had, Um, There was a book that we were supposed to read, and it was called Life of the Beloved by Henry Nouwen. (laughs) Another Nouwen book. (laughs) That's, it it circles back. And that book, um, it's like divided into, I think it's four or five different parts about how um, Mm -hmm. us as Christians, um, we are taken, we're chosen, um, we are broken, Um, and we are given and, um, the broken part, like really just helped me to also, I wasn't giving grace to others, but also I was not giving grace to Mm. myself. Wow. That's good. And so realizing like I am broken and that's just the way that it is, but finding hope in Jesus that like through like the broken pieces that I am, like his light is going to shine through and, you know, he's going to work and the weaknesses that I have. And I should not be on myself to get strength. And so I think Mm. that was a huge part of the healing process for me, especially with like um, how I viewed like my body and like body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. um, which I never got diagnosed Mm -hmm, with that. mm -hmm. But I am for certain that I had it up in, you know, up until like four years ago. Um, Wow. So I think realizing like I am a broken human, but I have, um, hope and trust in Jesus was just like, like, it's such a simple concept, but like really just hit me. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy because I feel that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to be pulled Mm. out of their environment to see life and to see the world from a different perspective um because that's what Mm -hmm. has happened to me you know this past year been away from home been away from my you know comfort zone with the same people with the same thoughts and a lot has happened in my you know own spiritual life and it was because I was no longer in that just you Mm -hmm. almost get in a rut you're in the same space and the same people and the same thing over and over again. And it's just nice to get out of that to, you know, find new perspectives, new ideas, see life, you mm-hmm. know, from through different eyes and 
Um, it's it's incredible that you got that opportunity. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Absolutely. So and another much. thing that I think yeah. really helped in my healing is that um I finally felt like I could actually feel like and feel the pain that I had had for so long because what I had been doing all mm. through high school was if I felt hurt or felt sadness or mad, I would not feel that feeling Mm -hmm. because I was, I would tell myself, this is a negative feeling and I would just suppress it and put it to the side. Um, whereas in college, Mm. and then I would say even now, um, working at the church that I'm working at, um, I have fine, I'm continuing to learn that feelings are okay. And I need to feel that feeling and Mm. sit in it for a second. So that I can move on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I mean, <laughs> it has been so amazing to me. I like, I can cry now. That was something growing up. I mm. did not do like, did not do a lot. And I, you know, and Same. especially like, yep. I absolutely love my parents, but, um, and something that, I remember being told was when I did cry, stop crying, <laughs> don't cry, which a lot, of, yeah. a lot of friends yeah. that I talked to, their parents said the same thing, but I think same. what happened yeah, absolutely. in my brain was, okay, I got to turn this off. And right. so then right. when I would have that feeling of, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so frustrated. I just want to cry. Nope. I'm going to swallow that and just move on. And that causes mm, so much destruction yeah. or it did in my life. Mm. Um, when it yeah. comes to like my mental health, how I viewed myself, my relationship with Jesus, like it affects for everything. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to process because you're just not processing, you know, like it's hard, it's hard to move on when you do not give yourself the opportunity to, to sift through and, and go through and just experience emotions mm-hmm. and all those things. And to me, it was always, um, this like view of, you know, if you're sad or you are anxious or if you have any normal human feelings, mm-hmm. um, that are negative, you know, quote unquote negative, then there's a problem with, you know, are you praying Absolutely. enough? Is your, you know, is it your relationship with God? Is it your faith? Is it, 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 it almost mm-hmm. victimizes you when there's no need for that because you're just having exactly. a normal human experience, yeah. you know? Um, one yeah. of the youth said this um, <clears throat> last week. We um, do, we practice um, these guidelines from um, Visions Inc. that I'm pretty sure I've shared with you. Um, okay. But they have this thing called a feeling wheel, and there are six core feelings. Yeah. Um, and mad, sad, okay. scared peaceful, powerful, joyful. And then there's, and it's, you know, co- yeah. colored and looks really pretty. Um, and then there are a bunch of other feelings that <laughs> from those six. Um, and we did this right. exercise, um, that I did with them last year. And I asked them, do you guys think that God, um, wants us to feel our feelings, something along those lines. And, uh, one of the kids yeah. said, well, God made emotions. And I was like, yes, he so did. Simple. So simple. This is this is why yep. I love middle yep. schoolers. Okay. I love the youth in general just because of how like 
there is there is a lot less cloud in their mind if that makes sense and just things come Mm -hmm. out so simply you know as as complicated as other things may be just like you know questioning life and where it came from and all that some things are just so yeah god made emotions yeah duh of course he did why why is it so complicated yeah (laughs) wow that's incredible Mm-hmm. incredible they're so smart <laughs> they are as dumb as they oh, can yeah. be they're pretty smart so in in comparison to where you were when you know you were very young or even in your teenage years um what would you say is where you mm-hmm. are today I think, um, you know, God is looking back from when I was super young till now and I'm 27. I mean, God is molding Mm -hmm. me slowly into the person that I think he created me to be. And, but it's a very Mm. slow, in my mind, slow and difficult process. Um, and if there's anything yeah. that I have learned in my job, um, in the pandemic, um, it's that I am never yeah. going to know it all. I'm never going to get to a point where mm. I have learned everything there is to learn. Um, I, I yeah. am always going to be learning something new about myself and about the world and about Jesus. And so wow. I feel like I'm at um, spiritually like a very good place, but also something that I have been telling myself a lot, um, is that, you know, each day when I wake up, like, it's almost like I'm recommitting to my relationship with Jesus every day when I wake up. Um, okay. Crazy. (laughs) I believe in Jesus. How am I (laughs) going to like, you know, incorporate him into my life today, which he's always incorporated, but just like, you know, um, yeah, like that verse where it talks about like, um, his mercies are new every morning. That's kind of like a thing. Like every yes. day is a struggle to follow yeah. Jesus, but I choose to do it. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. You're, You're great. great. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> Oh goodness. Um so tell me tell me what is the best thing that you have learned? Like number one, or I yeah. mean sometimes it's hard to choose, so give me a few if you if you need to, but like best thing you've learned Oof, on your faith journey. Uh, so, so many things. So many things. I I think it's something that I've kind of already said but i'll elaborate um yeah to um yeah you know to lean on god god's strength um and not depend on my own yeah Um, example um i was a wildlife Mm -hmm. leader in college and i remember um Mm -hmm. when we would go to summer camp you know um every summer for like a week Mm -hmm. that was just so exhausting for me um, like the days were super full, they were purposeful and yeah. amazing, but like after I would always get sick 
the, the week after camp, summer camp, mm. I would always get sick. And I remember, yeah. and I would just, yeah. like, I, the image I have in my mind is me just sitting on the floor with, like, my hands clenched. Like, I would be so, like, okay, these girls have to accept Jesus this week. They, they really got it. What am I going to do? Yeah. And then yeah. it was, I think, my senior year, and I was um, at a weekend camp. And I wasn't even a leader anymore. Mm. I was just there because they needed um, needed someone for the weekend. And I remember it just like totally hit me of, you know, I can't do anything. I need to surrender to the Holy Spirit and he's going to do what he's going to do. Mm. And I just, yeah. gotta, you know, trust that he will reveal himself to whoever, you know, it's supposed to happen. Um, so yeah, like not leaning yeah. on my abilities, but his, it, I feel like is a huge one. And it's a lesson wow. that I have had to learn over and over and over again. <laughs> Cause again, with this pandemic, yeah. we were, like when we had to, you know, when we were in quarantine and for youth group, we had to do zoom and I was thinking, what can I do? Mm-hmm. To like be creative yeah. and keep keep them on their toes and keep them interested and keep them coming every week. And yeah. that is so exhausting. Right. Oh my yes, gosh. I it is, <laughs> yeah. It's so rough. rough because it again, so that rough. is something yeah. that like I think God probably laughs at me sometimes of I thought I I, <laughs> like, I thought I why are you this stressing lesson yourself? already. You know? <laughs> Um, so again, that's another, that's, that's a lesson that I had to learn at the age of 22 and again at 27 and probably again, I will at the age of 30. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I don't, I hope it sticks this time. (laughs) I mean, I think that's also the beautiful thing about being a human, right. Is like, there's so much grace extended to us to fall and fail and trip and, and as long as we get up and keep it moving, um, you know, even if you find yourself in the same, like, didn't didn't that little hole trip me already? I thought it did, but here's me forgetting right. that that little hole was there. Yep, and me tripping again. Like, I, I'm I'm gonna walk in a different direction. And sometimes, listen, I'm a very forgetful <laughs> person. Okay, it's not a good thing. I'm not saying that you know it. It's a great attribute mm-hmm. of mine it's one of the worst right but it's just the honest truth i am very forgetful that's why like especially with this podcast it's like pushing me to be more organized and be more um right. kind of on top of my life because if i'm you know setting a time with someone you know i kind of have to be there and you know it's just it's it's just yeah like i i need to be very organized so i'm putting it in my little Mm -hmm. calendar with reminders and and all this stuff right and so um (laughs) it's just it's just funny but my husband will tell me when i'm on my way to the store like hey do you need anything yes get asparagus okay when i'm at the store he will text me don't forget the asparagus because he already knows i will forget i will forget and it's just, it's not good and it's not great. I have to write things down, but like at the end of the day, forgetting asparagus right, is right. not the end mm-hmm. of the world, you know? And I think that's, that's also true with a lot right. of the things that we go through, you know, mm-hmm. um, being anxious, 
um, towards certain things when he says, you know, to cast all your burdens on him. Like, absolutely. But I'm still a little anxious. And and he'll tell us again, Mm -hmm. like, cast Mm -hmm. all your burdens on me. Right. And until we we figure it out, like, he has enough grace and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, mercy for us to where... Right. When we get it, he'll be okay. You know, like it, yeah. it'll it'll be okay. Absolutely. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I love that. Um, I had said this oh, when I was talking to somebody. I don't even remember who, but um, it's just so it's so fun to like compare the like answers that people yeah. have to these sort to these questions because. Uh, it's right. kind of the same layout for everyone, um, but, you know, it, it kind of flows differently yeah. as the conversation goes on, but whatever. Um, but it's just so funny to hear, you know, the different things that people are excited about, the different things that they, you, right. you know, want to talk about when it comes to, like, like when I asked Rachel um, something that she would recommend or whatever, she was talking about Ooh. an album that she was listening to, and then yeah. that's what you said, too. It's just so fun, um, you know, like. That just Anyways, once again, I'm very, I'm just very excited about this. There's not like one formula in how like in how Jesus is, yes. you or even how you accept Jesus. Yeah, or even like your like right, certain right. interpretation of the Bible. Like, there's no a hundred percent right answer. Just because we are so different, we're so, um, mm-hmm. we are wired so differently that you know. It's it's truly beautiful when you realize that like not that not that right. other people are wrong or you're right or or anything like that, but more that like it's it's just much right. more fluid right. than they make it seem sometimes. I don't know who they Them. are, but we know who they are, you know? <laughs> Those, Those people over there. You can't sit with us. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, this has been very enjoyable. Oh, okay. But I have one last question for you. Tell me one resource that has helped you most on your journey, uh, left or well, yeah, or just actually even like in this time, two. yeah. Uh-huh. So one of them I already okay. mentioned. <laughs> it's a uh, Life of the Beloved <laughs> by Henry Cowan. Yeah. And then the other Love one, it. I feel like that helped yeah. me a lot in college. Um, it's called Discerning mm-hmm. the Voice of God by Priscilla Schreier. Um, I did a like okay. study with like, I think five other of my sisters in Christ at the time. And golly, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I heard God's voice the loudest like those three years yeah. of college and just really, yeah, yeah. anyway, that book, I feel like really helps me just in my prayer life as well. Um, okay. just how to stay connected to God okay. and just listen for his voice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then life of the beloved Love just that. helps me overall with like so my identity good. in Christ. Hmm. Your identity in Christ. That's also a really good subject. And maybe we'll, maybe the next time I have you on the podcast, we'll talk about, um, kind of the way we identify as Christians and stuff. Um, but it definitely is good to, to think about, you know, who you are as a human 
and kind of where those where those identities lie because I feel like yeah you can identify and you know what sometimes there's a lot of pieces to the pie we can think of ourselves as a pie yes girl yes I am a Christian absolutely but that is one piece of my pie again don't put someone in a box yes yeah (laughs) I would I would have loved to talk about that right right okay we're we're gonna do it stay tuned y'all because that's gonna be the next time we have Meredith on um listen Meredith I absolutely adore you I love speaking to you you are just such a wonderful friend and you are so just eloquent in the way that you speak about Christ it's just so beautiful to hear so we appreciate you being on we've loved hearing you I say we because I know I know yeah. how they feel. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and Thank I can't wait to have you back me, on. And I love, 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 love you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, friend. All right. Bye. Oh, guys. Isn't she wonderful? She's wonderful. I know. You don't have to tell me. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, so insightful. So much growth just such a good human being right gosh love her so much um thank you so much for listening for coming getting here to the end um i appreciate you more than i could express properly (laughs) and uh please stay tuned because next week ooh, honey let me tell you um this is someone next week's episode is with someone that i really was acquaintances with until very very recently and the bond we have built guys is ridiculous okay ridiculous and um so the episode turned from and you can see the format if this is your first episode you you would have already realized kind of the format that i'm uh putting these episodes in so it's basically just your story um until you return to the podcast then we'll maybe talk about something specific but (laughs) this episode turned from amanda's story to a vent session between the two of us and it just went on and on the episode is so long so i'm going to uh warn you now it is very long (laughs) and amanda's a passionate person right so uh there are some expletives which is why the episode will be explicit but i'm warning you it will be explicit okay you know now prepare yourself because that's what it is (laughs) uh thank you so much for listening uh and i can't wait to see you next week i hope you have a beautiful night day Uh, afternoon wherever you are and uh, never forget you are loved bye